Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. To God be the glory. Good morning. Good morning again. Amen. It's been an eventful morning, to say the least. Amen. We thank God for you being here this morning. Amen. Thank God for him allowing us to be in the house of worship one more time. Amen. God is good and his, his great. He's great. Amen. He's more than just good. He's mm, good, right? Amen. He's a great God and he loves us with an everlasting love and an everlasting covenant. And then the devil always trying to block and stop what God is trying to do. Amen. Glory be to God. But I'm so grateful to be here this morning and to thank God with you. Amen. In your pastor's absence, I do give them honor. Amen. The pastors of this house, I do bless them and them trusting me. Amen. To come. Amen. To their house when they're not home. Hallelujah. Praise God. I promise I'll leave it just like I found it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that today. I'm going to sing as Pastor Colleen asked me to. Amen. Uh, the goodness of God in the low key. I hope we got the low key because I'm not CC Winans. Amen. <laughs> but I do want to uh, be obedient. Amen. You can be seated if you like. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. For your mercies never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Can you sing it with me? And all my life you have been faithful <laughs> And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice, hallelujah. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God yes and all my life you have been faithful hallelujah and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after Running after me Hallelujah Your goodness is running 
running after, running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Hallelujah. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Oh, yes, your goodness is running after, running after me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. In all my life, you have been faithful. Oh, yes, you have. In all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God glory. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all the glory. Isn't he worthy of all the honor? Isn't God good? Has he been good all of your life? He's still being so good to us. Amen. Hallelujah. In our ups and in our downs, in our circumstances, in our situations, God is a good God. And he deserves all the glory, doesn't he? I said he deserves all the honor, doesn't he? He deserves all the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give God praise one more time. Hallelujah. He is so worthy of all our praise. Amen. This week, amen, as I heard, amen, what uh, Pastor Colleen was calling upon me to do, Amen. I thought about what my topic would be an earlier part of that week. I was reading over something and it stuck out uh, the page. Just, you know how things go when you're reading and it just leaps into your heart. It's almost like when Mary met Elizabeth and the baby leaped. It was something similar to that. Amen. And I knew that that was for somebody. I didn't know it was for this house because I didn't get an invitation yet. Amen. But after uh, she called and I was thinking, oh, God, I got to give her a message topic and all of this. Amen. So at that point, I knew what God wanted me to do. I'm not, the topic message or the message of this. Let me get my words together. The topic of this message <laughs> is uh, this is what love looks like. This is what love looks like. And my subtopic is pitfalls. Amen. Pitfalls. Praise God. And in my introduction, uh, I remember there was a song that was written by Calvin Lewis and Andrew Wright. Um, the first recording was by Percy Sledge in 1966. And it talked about when a man loves a woman. Anybody know that song? Mm-hmm. Amen. Some of us are young enough to understand that one, right? Are old enough to understand it, whichever we want to look at it. And when he composed this song, this song became a number one hit on the top charts. Amen. And then one of the reasons why it became the number one hit on the top charts is because it talked about a vulnerable place of a man. Amen. And men don't usually get that vulnerable. Am I right about it? Hallelujah. But this man was pouring out his heart. He was almost crooning for this woman. It wasn't he doing it. In the words, words, and I wrote the words out, it said, when a man loves a woman, he can't keep his mind on nothing else. 
He trades the world for the good thing he's found. It said if she's bad, he can't see it. She can do no wrong and turn his back on his best friend if he puts her down. It said when a man loves a woman, spends his very last dime and trying to hold on to what he needs. He'd give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain. Ain't this something? There's some powerful love here. Give up all his comforts and sleep out in the rain. If she said that's the way it ought to be when a man loves a woman. It said, I will give everything I've got trying to hold on to your precious love. And baby, please don't treat me bad when a man loves a woman. Deep down in the soul, she can bring him such misery. If she's playing him for a fool, he's the last one to know. Loving eyes can never see. Yes, when a man loves a woman, I know exactly how he feels. And when a man loves a woman, and that's filial love and eros love. Praise God. Eros love is that romantic, passionate type of love. And filial love is that affectionate, friendly love. That's the kind of love that he had for this woman. And it was an unconditional, familiar type of love. Amen. Everybody, anybody in the house has ever been in love. And you know how love make you crazy. Amen. Love has a way of making you kind of stupid. <laughs> Amen. Love got a way. It, it got a way of messing you up a little bit. Anybody ever been in love? I've been there. Amen. And another popular song that was headed the charts was written by Terry Britton and, uh, and Graham Lau and was sung by the recording artist Tina Turner. It was released in 1984 and was the first song that she said uh, that she had to hit the billboards hot 100 number one. Selling, praise God, over 1.5 million copies worldwide. What's love got to do with it? Amen. The meaning of what's love got to do with it, as she was asked in an interview, she said it's quite simple. It's all about telling a lover their attraction to each other will remain only that as an attraction. She sees the relationship as purely sexual and that love is irrelevant. Ain't that something? That's in her interview. That was in her words. That love was irrelevant. Why does she say that? Because when you go through so much turmoil and trouble, and you know that she came through that trouble time and that trouble marriage, amen, praise God, and had her in a place where love didn't even matter anymore because she didn't thought what she thought was love was no longer love. Amen? And she said it was it's irrelevant. According to the Greek philosophies, there's seven different types of love, and I've, I've already given you a few of them. But again, Arios is that romantic, passionate love of the body and philia is the affectionate friendly love storage love is an unconditional familiar or family type of love agape is a selfless universal type of love loros is a playful flirtatious love pragma is committed long lasting love and flirtia is the self love that you would have for yourself. So there are all types of love. But I thank God that God doesn't pick out one of those types of love for his love. Amen. 
because with that type of love, you fall in and out. You know how it is. They said, well, if you're in a relationship long enough, praise God, and things are not going your way, and things are not self-sufficient for you, or if it's not and no longer um, helping you in your exterior or in your heart, then I can fall out of love with you. Man has a way of saying, well, I'm in and out of love, and, and that's why we have so many divorces, and that's why we have so many separations, and that's why we have so many people walking away, and that's why the world is in the shape that it's in because man decides that if I love you, I love you. But if I don't, I don't. If I quit, I quit. Praise God. And men, you can contest to this and you can treat a woman any kind of way you want to. But if you scorn her long enough when she's done, it's over. Ain't no coming back. <laughs> Amen. I don't know, brothers, how y'all feel about that. You in the house. Amen. You ever did something wrong. Amen. And you did it long enough when she said, I'm done. Because when a woman says she's done and she holds up her hand like this and I, I'm, I'm finished. That means she finished. Amen. Ain't no, it's hard to get back in there. I looked up, praise God, some quotes and I'm going to get to the word. But I wanted to bring uh, uh, an understanding to what I'm saying. Praise God. When I talk about this is what love looks like. In the flush of love's light, we dare to be brave. And suddenly we see that love costs us all we are and will ever be yet it is the only thing that sets us free love Michael, Maya Angelou said that amen love is the only thing that sets us free praise God what kind of love is this love is the condition in the healing spirit so profound that it allows us to forgive amen it's the only condition in the healing spirit that allows us to forgive that she also said that Love recognizes no barriers, it jumps hurdles, and it leaps fences. It penetrates walls to arrive at its destination for hope. Michelangelo always said that. Amen. To love your family, the love of one person can heal. Do you believe that? It can heal scars left behind long ago of society. Love does that. Praise God. If we don't gain some love in our nation... Amen. And stop putting off those things or put off those things that happened long ago. We'll never get to the place where God wants us to be in love. Amen. There was a book that was written some time ago that talked about the love tank. If anybody ever read it. And it asked us a question. Is our love tank full? Is our love tank full? Because if our love tank is empty, we're not loving each other properly. Amen. Because I'm only going to see you on the flesh. I'll never be able to see beyond your exterior and see you in the spiritual realm. Amen. Because my own fears and my own, praise God, frailties will stop me from loving you completely and loving you accurately. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. There was one uh, that said that being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Amen. Loving someone deeply. Why? Because you have to put aside yourself to love. Amen. You have to love outside of who you are. Glory be to God. And you have to love beyond what you see on the surface. Ah, oh, my God. I'm going to get to the scripture on that one. Amen. Henry Miller said the only thing we never get enough of is love. And the only thing we never give enough of is love. Isn't that something? 
We all want love. We all want to be accepted. We all, amen, want somebody to love us. Look around, man, if you never had any love, I think there was some time ago, they had two babies that was in incubators, and they, the, those two babies was lying there. And it said that this was an experiment. And one of the babies, they cuddled and hugged, and they loved on him every day. The other baby, praise God, they didn't give him as much love. They made sure he got something to eat, but they fed him with the bottle here, not in the arm. Amen. The other baby was picked up and loved and fed from the arm. The other baby was uh, left in the anchor baby to be fed that way. And it said the other baby grew and it grew and it was very successful. This other baby, praise God, however, did not grow as fast as the other. Why? It had no nourishment. It had no care. Love is something that we certainly are deprived of in America. Sometimes, praise God, all people doing and all they're lashing out for is a little bit of love. Amen. And we're going to have to find that love in agape as God has given us. George Sands said there's only one happiness in this life to love and to be loved. Amen. But if we don't get our love tank full and we don't learn how to love properly. Amen. We're going to see a society that's going downhill. Amen. Because all of this comes back of somebody in their lifetime rejected them or did not love them properly into the place that they needed to be in God. Amen. And that's why we have a society full of hate, full of killing and stealing and lying and rejection and all of these other things because that's what I had. Right. And I can only give to you what I got. Amen. Even if I don't want to reciprocate it, I, that's all I can give. In the Amplified Version, 1 John 3, it says, See what incredible quality of love the Father has shown us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Amen. Praise God. It did not know him. No God. What kind of love is this? It's an incredible quality of love that God has bestowed upon us. Amen. And the love that God has bestowed upon us. Man cannot understand it. We don't understand how a God can still love us. And that's why a lot of people don't come to God the way that they should. Because they don't understand the love of God. They think that God is petty. They feel like God is surfaced. Amen. And no matter and what I've done is what's keeping God away from me. It's, it's what I've done. And how many times have you heard people say, well, I got to get myself together before I come to God. Amen. Because I can't come to God any kind of way. That's not the way God did it. God hang on the cross, right? Yes. Arms are stretched right open, right? Yes. Amen. And that kind of love, praise God, was not a rejective love. It was a love of acceptance. And said, if you would just come, I'll do all of the rest of the work. You don't have to do the work, praise God. All you got to do is come. And if you come and you come correctly, praise God, and you come with a heart saying that I want God more than anything else, guess what? God will do the cleaning from the inside out. God is not a surface God where he's just looking at you and picking on you and deciding that, oh, because you look a certain way or because you act a certain way, I don't want you in my family. That's not how God does. That's how man does. And all of us got crazy in our family. Am I right about it? I don't know about your family, but all of us got crazy. I got crazy up in my family. But God said, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us 
Just look at it. We are called the children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us and take us seriously because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. They don't understand this love. I think it was in the book of Romans it said it's a peace that passes all understanding when you got this type of love. Amen. It passes all understanding. Man don't understand how you can still love. Amen. And how you can still be going and how you can still be doing when you ain't got no shoes on your feet. They don't understand that type of love when you don't have no money in your pocket or, or when you have no clothes on your back or when, praise God, your house just burned down and you rejoicing outside saying, thank you, Jesus. They, they call that a crazy type of love. What type of relationship is this these people got? They don't understand us. Amen. And until they come to know the Father in the form of who he is, amen, they will never have an understanding. And then the Bible teaches us outside of that type of love that we have to learn how to love our enemies. <sighs> That's a hard one. People generally don't know how to love their enemies. But God gives us an antidote in the word of God. Can I read some of them? In Matthew 5, 43 through 48, he said, you have heard that it was said. It used to be this way. You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's what it used to be like. But he said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Oh, man, in the world that we live in, is that the truth? No, what we try to see, and all of y'all, if everybody got Facebook or some type of a path of social media, what are they telling us? Throw away those people that hurt you, man. Don't, don't you ain't got to like your haters. What are they telling us? Amen. Tell your haters. This and that. Whatever. Ain't nothing of it about love. What it's telling us to do is hate our haters. Amen. But the scripture tells us, praise God, that we ought to choose none of their ways. Fret not yourself because of evildoers and choose none of their ways. If I'm hating my haters, then I'm doing the same thing that my haters do it to me. What good am I to serve them? Oh, come on here, somebody. He said, fret not yourself because of evildoers and choose none of their ways. We can't go in the same way of the haters. But this is what we're hearing and our children is hearing. And, and praise God, it's all over social media. It's even in the pulpit. Amen. To tell your haters this and tell your haters that. But God never spoke that type of language. He said to love your enemies. Love those that curse you. Bless them, praise God. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for those that spitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. That you may be sons of your father. That's why they don't know how we look. Amen, because we're acting just like them. Ah, We're acting just like them. He said that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and send rain on the just and the unjust. God didn't say separate them. He said, I'll do that part. You just keep on loving. That's what love looks like. You keep doing what I'm asking and encouraging you to do. Live like your father. Live like your father. Amen. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? 
Do not even the tax collector do so. Therefore, you should be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And he's not talking about being perfect as a man, praise God, but perfect in the spiritual realm, where you become a mature person, praise God, and know how to love people in spite of their differences. Yeah, yeah. Ah, come on, somebody. Amen. Love is a complex thing. It cannot get any clearer than what the scripture has offered us on the subject of love. The Bible tells us to love our enemies. Hallelujah. Your enemy is a person who is definitely opposed or hostile or unfriendly, antagonistic to someone or something. It opposes eager to prevent or to put to an end to. It opposes you. That's what an enemy does. It's someone that opposes whatever it is that you do. Amen. And come against the church and to come against whatever you're trying to participate in. Or an enemy of even your program would be somebody that's always on the outside looking but never put their hand to the plow. But it's that person that's standing there saying, if I was you, I'd do it like this. But they're never working. All right. All right. <laughs> that's an opposer. They want to see a fail. Amen. But they're looking at somebody that's victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you're not going to allow yourself to succumb to what they are doing. Hallelujah. And the way that they're doing. Hallelujah. Have you ever been pricked by an enemy? Uh, by somebody who just didn't like you because of who you were. You opened your mouth. You just walked in the room. Why you don't like me? I ain't do nothing yet. I ain't even saying nothing yet. But yet you find that you don't like me. Why? Hallelujah. Because you carry something. You possess something. Hallelujah. Either they want it, don't know how to get it. Praise God. And they don't trust in it. They don't know what to do with you. Amen. So they make a decision. In 1 John 4, 20 through 21, in New King James Version, it said, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, the Bible says he's a liar. Mm. For he does not love his brother. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he loves God, he who loves God must love his brother also. You can't say that you love God and hate your brother. Amen? The pitfall is trying to love God without loving your brother. That's a pitfall. Amen. We can't say that, oh, I just love God, I love God, but we see our brother have a need and we never try to extend a hand. Doesn't work that way. In Luke 6, 27 and 28 from the Amplified. Thank you, Jesus. It says, but I say to you who hear, pay attention to my words. Love that is unselfishly seek the best or the higher good for your enemies. Love your enemies. Make it a practice to do good to those who hate you. Make it a practice. Bless and show kindness to those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. God is repeating himself in scripture. The more he repeats this, the more we should get it. But it seems as though the more he repeats this, the more we reject it. God wants us to love our enemies. Pay attention. When someone is cursing you, smile. Because God is doing something behind the scenes. You don't believe that? He said, you don't have to do it, but I'm heaping coals of fire on their heads. That's what he says. Now, it's not for you to heap the coal of fire. <laughs> he didn't tell you to do that. 
Hallelujah. He told us to separate ourselves from that. Come from among them and be ye what? Separate. We don't supposed to look like none of that. Hallelujah. But yet more and more we see a trail of the ministry or the church or the people of God going down in the same path. Why? Because we worn out. <laughs> we tired sometimes. Tired of loving folk that don't love us. Tired of going and keeping going. Praise God. And we see that things are happening around us. Can I get a piece of tissue? Can you bring me peace, please? Thank you. Amen. So in Proverbs 24 and 17 in the Amplified, he said, Do not rejoice or gloat when your enemy falls. Thank you. Hallelujah. And do not let your heart be glad in self-righteousness when your enemy stumbles. Mm. Don't rejoice. Oh, and gloat. What do I mean by that? When somebody we see that hated us or was coming up against us, we see now they're falling into a trap. And we said, mm-hmm, good for him. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. God said, don't you do that. <laughs> we have to be separate. I know it's hard to do because sometimes you be saying, yeah, that, they deserve it. They deserve that because they just messed over me, man. You should have saw what they did to me. God said, no, you be the big person. Hallelujah. This is the word of God. How, this is what love looks like for the Christian. Your love is totally different from the way man loves. Because man loves only for what you can get or give. And when you finish and when they finish with you and they done used you up, then they're going to put you aside. But that's not what God said. Ah, brother. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Don't rejoice in that. And Romans 12, 17 and 20 says, never repay anyone evil for evil. Never. What's that word? Never. Repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of God. He said, if it is possible, is it possible? <laughs> if it is possible as far as it depends on who? You. Say me. As it depends on me. Say me. As it depends on me, live your life. Amen. Live, a, live at peace with everyone. It's possible. It's possible for you to live at peace with everyone. Unless you're that messy person that like to be in turmoil. Some people just messy. They like upsets. They like foolishness. Amen. You ever met anybody that like foolishness? They always negative, love crazy stuff, love keep something going on. Is anybody? Oh, I know y'all know some. I'm going to raise my hand because I know plenty. Hallelujah. He says, if it's as possible as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourself. That means you don't have to go up to nobody and try to fight your battles. What did he tell us in the word of God? Vengeance is what? Mine. I will repay. You don't have to do that part. Amen. That'll keep you clear if you don't do that part. I am learning as I get older to just, ex man, something still get on my nerves. Something got on my nerves this morning. That's between me and my granddaughter. Because stuff still get on your nerves. They know how to do stuff. They'll be like, ha! Amen? But it's not unto death. I still love her. I'm still going to take care of her. I'm still going to feed her. 
Amen. I'm still going to take her home. I'm still going to give her a ride. I'm still going to lift her up when she needs to be lifted up. So it's not to the point where I, I ostracize her. Amen. But it still get on my nerves. Amen. And I said, just when I got to preach, here we go, devil. It's almost like we're in a battle. Sunday morning is something else. I don't know about your Sunday mornings. But it looked like everything tried to come up on Sunday morning. Yeah. We might as well keep it real. The Bible teaches us, behold, never avenge yourself, but leave way open for God's wrath. <laughs> and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in the scripture, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, what did he tell us? Feed him. If your enemy is hungry, what did he say? Feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, he said, give him a drink. For doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. God can do it. Then nobody can do it like God. Nobody can be God but God. And you don't want to be God. You don't want to take the place of God. Let God do it because when God do it, he does it right. He does it complete. But at the same time of God doing it, you don't want to be gloating in it. And saying, oh, that's good for him. No, you don't want to do that either because something might be down the line. Got to keep yourself in a pure place. 1 Corinthians 12, 30-31 from the New King James Version. It talks about the gifts. Amen. It talks about the gifts in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. But he says here at the end of that, do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best given? Yes, I show you a more excellent way. So I wanted to get to that because we talked about how we ought to not treat our enemies. Right? So we understand a little bit better. Not that you didn't understand before I said it, but I'm saying we understand better that some things we just don't need to do. God does that because that's what love looks like on a Christian. Amen. And we got enough things going on in our world where love, if it would return to the church. Hallelujah. I just heard a story the other day and I hear all kinds of stories in the salon, but I heard this story the other day where they said there was a gentleman that had come into the church, praise God, and he had gone through a lot. He was coming through alcoholism and some other things and, and praise God and said when he got in the church, he was trying to be a part of everything and they already had everything already set up and he was trying to come in to just join in with the rest of the saints and he wanted to give his life to Jesus Christ, but nobody ever asked, nobody ever gave the invitation. Praise God and said the leader praise God he was doing something at the door and the usher got mad with him and said he dropped something someplace else on the carpet and the mother of the church got mad with him and said he was doing something else when he got outside the uh, hallway he accidentally dropped something else and said the preacher got mad with him so he left the church with his head hung down and as he was walking home he saw a bar and said when he got to the bar he just walked on in and he said when he walked into the bar, he sat at the bar uh, at the counter. And the, uh, the bartender said, hey, friend, what can I do for you today? And he looked at the bartender and he got him a drink. And then somebody else came in and they, he accidentally hit their arm and the, 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 the drink spilled. The man's drink spilled. And the man looked up at him and said, no, man, that's all right. No problem. I'll get it up. <laughs> then something else happened and he, and he bumped into somebody else and they said, oh, man, you good? All is well. Praise God. The place where he could have found. Or where he was supposed to find. 
love and acceptance, praise God, with a face the place that he was rejected. What does love look like? We can't be worrying about our stained glasses, our windows, and our carpet, praise God, when people soul are at stake. That's not important. You can clean carpet, can't we? Can't we wipe down a stained glass? Hallelujah. If somebody break it, can't we get it fixed? Glory be to God. We got to be careful in the household of God. We got to look different. We can't be the same. He said, come from among them and be ye separate. The little things that we qualm over and worry about, God ain't worrying about those things. God is too big for that. Hallelujah. And I like to tell people all the time, our God is not a petty God. He ain't petty. He ain't up there counting, talking about, yeah, she made a mistake yesterday. She made a mistake. Uh -huh, I'm counting all of these things. I'm just, oh, yeah, see that? She kicked over that bucket. What kind of God is that we serve that's got other things to do to me worrying about whether we kicked over a bucket? Oh, she got mad today and she kicked over that bucket. Yes, he's going to deal with our heart issues, but he's not a petty God. Your God is a big God. Amen. The Bible teaches that God wants to show us a more excellent way. In the 1 Corinthians, I'm going to be done. 1 Corinthians 12 chapter, he talks about the gifts. All of the gifts that we could have and possess. The gifts of tongues, speaking in tongues. He talked about the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of knowledge, the gift of understanding, not knowledge, knowledge, knowledge and wisdom. Yeah? Is that right? Preachers in the house, tell me. I could be wrong. Amen. But he talked about all of these gifts and the gifts of discernment. Hallelujah. He talked about all of the gifts that we can possess. And he gets down to the end of that. He said, but there is a more excellent way. Because then he goes to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 and 2. And he says, though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass and a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, man, so that I can remove mountains, man, I can make some things happen. In other words, I'm powerful. Amen. And I feel like the anointing rests on me, honey. I done seen people got out of chairs. They walking right now. I done threw the canes away and the people walking around. But he said, yeah, you can do all of that. Look at God. Yo, you have the gift of prophecy. And you can understand every mystery there is. And all knowledge, you can have all of it. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love. What did he say? I am nothing. Woo! That's hard and that's heavy. People don't like that kind of truth. And you're doing all this work and then somebody see you outside of where you are in your natural habitat. And they see you cutting the fool and acting crazy. Telling people off and cussing them out. Being hateful and scornful. Frowning and uh. Who is that? Oh my God. What are they coming here to do? Oh, being so diddy. Calm down. God said you have nothing. If you don't have love. Come on. I didn't say it. The word of God said it. And there is no greater love than the one that Jesus displays as he prepares to enter a hostile world. Ever since he was born, he came into hostility. Hallelujah. A world, the one that despised and rejected him. One that he came in to save, yet his saving grace became ostracized. He became, praise God, something that they did not want. And he found it out. They don't really want this. They want what I can do. Remember the man that got healed at the pool of Bethesda? Amen. And Jesus told him, go and sin no more. And then later on, Jesus found him in the temple acting up. And he told him, uh, all right, a greater thing can come upon you. 
See, he didn't like that. So what did he do? He took his little self and went and ran to the satyrians and told them, I know where he's at. You see, people only want you for what you can do. When you can go beyond that love. Amen. He said, I know where he's at. He started self-telling on Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus always escaped. Amen. Until it was time. Jesus was wounded. He was bruised. He was scorned for us. What type of love is this? This man was beaten and led to Golgotha's hill. What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? That the Lord has bestowed upon us. Oh, Jesus. And how do I get this love? Man, love takes risk. Even if I don't understand it, I, 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 I'll, I'll look into it. Love is not just an emotion. And I like to tell my friends that love is, praise God, it is a commitment. Love is a commitment that you make. Love has no boundaries. It has no boundaries between black, white, Jew, Gentile. It has no, it, it crosses boundaries. It crosses stereotypical ways. It crosses those things. Love don't see that. Love see beyond that. Love goes the distance. I got a friend, boy, that girl will drive. I don't care if she here this morning. Look at her. <laughs> love goes the distance. I call it love. I know she ain't doing it just because I'm a friend. It got to be more than that. Jesus, love never runs out. It never runs out. I don't care how I'm upset with you. My love never runs out. Because that little emotional moment is going to pass. Amen. It's going to pass. That little emotional stuff I'm going through for that moment because I'm so upset, I'm screaming, I'm hollering, I'm shouting at the top of my voice, I'm acting crazy. That's going to pass. Then I'm going to calm down and then I'm going to think about what I did and then I'm going to say, oh God. Now I got to go back and undo what I already did. Anybody ever been there? Love is expensive. Love costs you something. Love can be deadly. Jesus died. Love is no joke. We need this attribute of love. And because our father is love, God is love, then we need to take on this attribute and take this attribute seriously. What kind of love is this? So I'm going to end where I started. 1 John 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we shall know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope, in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that when that he was manifested to take away the sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sin is neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive us. Who practice righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. 
He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, and he has, his seed remains, remains in him. And he cannot sin because he was born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this message is that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Praise God. Love one another. We have to love one another. This love, praise God, he says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. Now abideth these three, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Take on the love of God. Amen. And we can't go wrong by using what God has given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God didn't just tell us to love, to just love our enemies, but he showed us. He was that perfect example of how we should love one another. Amen. And right now, we thank Pastor Ray for the word we're on today. We thank her for allowing God to use her on today. Amen. And at this time, we're going to prepare to bless God in our giving. Those that are in the building or in the house, whether you're going to give, online as far as how to give if you're giving by we know that you were blessed by today's message we have to not only be listeners of the word of god but also doers to find out what your next steps may be simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find god